All right then, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'd like to welcome all of our prayer warriors and intercessors this morning back to the call this morning. It is Sunday morning, March the 8th, uh, 6.05 or 6.10 a.m. Amen. Uh, and we're just so excited, you know, to be on this call. It is, again, like I say, a Sunday morning before we go into the house to worship God, March the 8th. 6 10 a.m. 2020 and we thank God this morning for all of our prayer partners prayer warriors intercessors all of our gatekeepers our watchmen watch women our overcomers uh, all of you man that lend your listening ear uh, your support your cooperation and your being in agreement with what God is doing we thank you that you did not thank it robbery to join us this morning at this hour. God bless and reward you for your sacrifice. Amen. Because for some of us that work a job, it is a sacrifice to get up in the morning. But I would tell you, great is going to be your reward. Amen. We learned uh, in the last couple of days about the censors and the incense of the prayer, the prayers of the saints being placed in a censor that's going up before God as a sweet aroma and a sweet sound in his ear. So we know that when you rise early and seek God, we are the ones that will find him because we seek him and we're seeking him with all our heart, mind, soul, and our strength. And we know we're going to find him because now is the time to seek him while he may be found. Amen. And we've been talking about the love of God and we're in the book of Revelation and there's a lot of uh, unveiling and revealing that goes on in this book. Uh, amen. There are so many different uh, scholarly teachings and interpretations uh, about this book. Uh, but everything that has been written about this book over the years and the centuries by those great researchers and great historians and great theologians and great scholars. And I've read a lot of their materials. It's really some good insight, you know, and uh, I don't know. If all that they have written is accurate, uh, I just know that there's so many different visions here that leads to another vision. And sometimes it can be very, very uh, controversial, but you just got to keep on plugging away and ask God to give you understanding because nobody knows all that this book is saying. It, it's partly veiled to us. It's partly unveiled and it's partly veiled. So you only see what God allow you to see for this time that you're living in. So don't ever be con uh, 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 draw a conclusion on nothing that you see in Revelation. Just begin to think of it in this term right here. God is showing us what has happened to his children, Israel. He's showing us what is happening right now. And he's showing us what's going to happen in the future. And so if you'll, if you'll approach it that way, you know, as though there's still yet more to come. And remember yesterday we shared the scripture <coughs> over in First John, I think it was 1, and verses uh, 3, I think it was, well, 1 through 3, or 1 through 6, where we read and it talked about it does not yet appear, but we're going to see him. And so we need this material, we need this information, we need this, this, this manna from heaven that we're getting right now because there are some things that subsequently going to happen before we get there. And that's the love of God, you know, to show us all these things that are going to take place before Christ appears. You know, there's going to be some judgment. There's going to be some separation. 
There's going to be a, a, some people getting blessed. Some people getting saved when all this begin to happen. There's going to be some folks, man, going to want to die because they're going to be so disappointed, you know. And so we are, we are, we are so blessed to be able to have access to this word and, and not to be afraid to open up the book of Revelation because it does reveal in part a lot of things that will help us. They're phenomenal. I mean, these are phenomenal events that are taking place. And I want to go ahead and say, when you see, it talks about the seven seals, the seven vows, and the seven trumpets. Okay, uh, before the seventh seal and the seventh trump and the seventh vow will be opened, that's when we're going to see uh, Jesus coming back to this earth. That's going to take place after the millennial. Well, what takes place before that, and I think a lot of people sometimes got this backwards, they thinking that we're going to be caught up in the air before Satan comes. No, that we're not being caught up anywhere. Okay. We're going to be caught up in the spirit. Okay. Because that's the only way we can see Christ. And, 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 and there's no rapture doctrine in the Bible, but man puts it in there. He teaches it and he tries to use, uh, the Paul's writing to the Thessalonian church, uh, you know, to be able to explain that to people, to justify that to people. But I'm going to give you a scripture this morning that talks about what will happen to those, to those people that teach God's people to fly away. You know, it, it is a penalty for a pastor or a teacher to teach God's people that they're going to fly away somewhere. And we're going to look at that scripture here in just a minute. But uh, just want to be, you know, be uh, able this morning to share with you some of the insights and wisdoms and unveilings partly that God has given me. And I'm not going to try to go above and beyond that. But as we continue to study, I believe God is going to reveal more and more to us. Amen. So when you start talking about what happens before the seventh seal, the seventh vowel, and the seventh trump, you got the sixth vowel, the sixth trump, and the sixth uh, seal being broken. Okay. Right now, I believe that we're right in the dispensation or the you know the the the, the time frame that we're living in is the time frame where, where there's a hunger and a thirst out there for knowledge. People want to know. They want to be informed. They don't want to be ignorant because people perish, according to Hosea 4 and 6, for a lack of knowledge. And people perish, according to Proverbs 29 and 19, for a lack of vision. We need one to be able to point us to the other. We need the knowledge so we can see the vision. Amen. And that's what's been happening in Revelation. Getting this knowledge, being taught this by myself, Pastor Phoebe, Pastor Eric, Pastor Sharon, whoever in this that's teaching you right now in our little cluster uh, it's, um, it's revealing to you the knowledge, okay, so you can see it, ingest it, and you can get a vision using the imaginary images that we see in this book, the symbols that God is using, you know, the parables that he's using, the metaphors that he's using, to try to get a picture of things that are going to hit, happen hereafter. Some of them have already happened because you got to understand when John gave the hereafter message, it was in his day. Okay, over 2,000 some years ago, John gave this message. And here we are today, we're actually living in part of the hereafter. You know, we're like in the fifth seal, the fifth vow, and the fifth trumpet right now. That's where we're at, and it's all about knowledge. And what happens with knowledge sometimes, some people perish, okay, for a lack of, and some people are blessed and rewarded because of, okay, and so that knowledge, man, is a stumbling block to many. It's a sharp two-edged sword to many. You know, it's powerful. It's quicker than the two-edged sword. And so that's where we're at right now. The fifth seal been opened, the vowed, and also 
the trumpet has been sounded. So knowledge is going out whether I partake of it or not. The, the trumpet is sounded. It's like God is saying, you better learn what you can learn about me right now. Study right now to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed. That's, what's, that, that's what the trumpet is sounding out there right now. Now is the time right now. Because after the fifth seal, the fifth vow, and the fifth trumpet, which is the dispensation that we're living in right now under grace, Learn all you can, know all you can, prepare for what is coming. Because after this, the sixth seal, the sixth vow, and the sixth trumpet will sound. And that's going to be all about judgment, okay? You know why that's, you think about it like this. When people say, that's the number of man, that's right. That's right, because man is going to try to rule. Man is going to try to discredit all the knowledge that you just got in, 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 in the, when the fifth seal was open. So that's what's coming next. He's going to try to come as an angel of light. going to try to teach people about the, doc, the, 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 the doctrine of rapture. You're going to fly away. You're going to be caught up in the air and all that mess. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen, Okay. Right now, knowledge is going out there, all kinds of knowledge. You've got uh, prosperity theology. You've got prosperity gospel. You've got all kinds of gospel out there right now, you know, all about money. You know, people are creating their own religion out there right now. But you also have some people that are, are preaching and teaching sound doctrine. So all that knowledge is going out there right now. The, the tradition of men is being taught, 4,000. And 200 different teachings out there and persuasions and beliefs out there right now. So this is definitely the dispensation of knowledge. Okay, we are in the fifth seal, been opened. And the word seal means that there were some things that were never known before, uh, before now. Okay, and the seal has been opened so that those secrets, those things can be revealed. And I hate to say it, but some of it in there points to destruction. Some of it in there points to blessings. So you get, you get the whole picture. You get the whole view. That's the vision that we got to have. So I'll know how to make well-informed, better-informed decisions. I'll be able to go in the right path of life and not the wrong path. I need to see the good and the bad. I need to see both sides of the coin so I can see what happened to those faithful saints who are going to serve God. <clears throat> and I need to see what happened to the unfaithful. So I, I know what category to, I need to be in. And I'll be able to advise others because it's all scripted right here in the Word. So the next thing that we're going to see happening, and I don't know when it's going to happen in the future. I just see here in the word that it's going to happen before Jesus comes back, which is the sixth seal, the sixth vow, and the sixth trumpet will blow. And that's going to bring the full hand of God, the full judgment of God. You know, the full power of God is going to hit this earth, man, and shake it up like never before. Destruction is going to hit this place. We see some, some signs of it now building up. But people right now, man, are learning what's going on. That's the knowledge that we hunger for and crave for. We want to know what's going on so we know what to, what, what to expect. Amen. So I want to talk to you this morning uh, before I go to this scripture to show you about those, the fate of those who teach God's people to fly, uh, which is going to happen after, after this dispensation that we're in. But... <coughs> <coughs> But I want to give you the, the, the topic that we're going to be talking about this morning. And I see this all the way through Revelation is that the love of God is what connects our present difficulties and situations to our eternal destiny. It's the love of God that does that because he allows us to see what's going to happen if we'll take the time to look into the perfect law of liberty. 
and take the time to get on here at six o'clock or get on here Thursday night wisdom call so I can learn so I can be prepared. Why? This is the dispensation right now to grab all the knowledge I can get so I don't perish in the next dispensation. When the sixth vial and the sixth trump and the sixth seal will be open. And the vial means, remember, what's the vial? Those angels going to take those, those vows with those prayers in there, those incense in there. And gonna, that, those are the prayers of the saints. We're going to need those prayers <coughs> during that time of tribulation and, and judgment, man. We're going to need those prayers to speak for us to the Father. Now, if, if I'm not praying now in the dispensation of knowledge, there'll be nothing in the vow. I have no prayers in the vow. We learned that yesterday from Pastor Phoebe's teaching. That there's going to be a vow that's going to be like incense. It's going to be like an odor. It's going to be like an aroma. It said the prayers of the saints, not the prayers of Satan. Our prayers, man, uh, that haven't been answered, they will be there in that vow. They will be open. Thank God that we got a lot of prayers in that vow. Thank God that all of them haven't been open yet. All of them haven't been answered yet. Thank God because we're going to need them during that time of tribulation, that time of, of judgment, man. Okay, God gonna say, "Oh yeah, they pray for safety. Oh, they pray for protection. Oh, they pray that you know that God will, you know, that God will make a way uh, for His people." Remember, we started out praying like that. So those prayers are in those vows; they're gonna be opened up. But think about this: not only our prayers, we're adding to ours daily. But you have had people from way, way back from the beginning of time that's got vows up there full of prayers. Remember those hundred and forty-four thousand. Remember those tens of thousands and tens of thousands. They got prayers up there, too, that have yet to be open in that vow. And we don't know who all those prayers are in there. We just keep praying because we want ours to be in there, you know. But it's all going to be opened up. And thank God that we have laid up some things in heaven, in our heavenly treasure, that cannot be eaten by moth or rust or stolen by, stolen by thieves. Those prayers, they're in those vows. They're going to be open. For generations back, 82 plus generations have taken place and lived on this earth. All those people, man, even the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel, those elect of God, those 144,000 that's going to come from the tribes of chosen already by God before the foundation of the world. Their prayers are going to be there, you know, and, and those vows are going to be open. They're open now. So their prayers that are sustaining us now in the fifth dispensation, and we're learning more, we're praying more. So those prayers are still going up in those vows. You know, they'll be open when we need them to be open. Some of them are being answered right now as we wait and learn. Okay. And then when we hit the next dispensation, which is six, 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 that's when you're going to see the full thrust of man doing his thing on this earth, transforming himself into a minister of light. Satan is going to be behind it. And he's going to catch up a whole bunch of people with this rapture doctrine, got them thinking because things are going to begin to happen that are catastrophic. That's what revelation reveals to us. And we're going to see some of it in a minute in chapter nine. And people are going to think that that's God. You know, they're thinking that that's God coming to catch them up in the air. You know, and, and if you and if you get that mark in your mind, you're going to be expecting that you're going to be deceived because that's going to be the dispensation of man. Remember, six, six, six. People talking about they're going to be marked in their forehead with the number six, 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 with meaning Satan. No, what he's saying is this is that you're going to be caught up in that knowledge that's going to be taught during that hour, which is going to be nothing but lies and deceptions. And so we're going to need to learn now in the dispensation we in so we'll be able to go through that next dispensation, which is going to happen. That sixth seal, that sixth vow, that sixth trump going to sound, and judgment going to hit this place, and people going to be so confused. Some people going to be wishing and hoping, man, that mountains will fall on them and they'll die. It's going to be so bad. 
because they didn't prepare themselves now. And thank God, see, you out in front, you preparing yourself now, you know. And that's what revelation reveals to us. It reveals to us both sides of the thing. You know, who's going to, the faithful are going to be blessed by God. You've been faithful now, you'll be faithful then. And then you've got the unfaithful that's going to be punished and judged by God. All that fire and thunder and lightning and that trumpet that that angel going to sound, that's judgment. That's judgment for everybody who don't know God, for everybody who haven't been faithful to God. When that trumpet sounds, it's going to affect two people. The faithful going to hear one thing and the unfaithful going to hear something else. When that vow gets open, the unfaithful not going to hear their prayers because they never prayed no prayers. And the faithful going to hear their prayers, okay, being read back to them, okay? And then once that seal comes off the book, we'll be able to hear all the mysteries. We'll know what's in the book. Nobody know right now. Nobody's worthy of enough right now to open that book and share and tell you what's in there. Only God's going to do that when his son Jesus take it from him and open up and begin to read. We want to rejoice right now because our names are written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we got to fight right now to keep our names in there. We got to be faithful and endure all the way to the end. It's impossible to do without the knowledge of God. I got to be able to look in here so I can see the pitfalls. I can see the stumbling blocks. I can see the crooked ways. I can see the evil of man and avoid that. Separate from that. You know, so I need this. I need this. This I need this portion of revelation to be unveiled to me, to be revealed to me so I can make better quality decisions. Amen. And not be afraid because I'm ignorant and don't know what's going on. God wants you to be informed. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to talk to you about the love of God right now in this present time that connects our present difficulties. There are difficulties all around us right now. Struggles. Amen. But those, but, but the love of God will connect us during this present difficulties to our eternal destiny. If we stay the course, we'll be connected to our destiny. We learned that yesterday. So I want you to turn over in the book of uh, Ezekiel real quick. I want to read this scripture to you real quick uh, as I was talking about, because I want to dispel this thing about this, uh, this just stuff about, uh, flying away and being caught up and all of that. Uh, I ain't teaching nobody how to fly away because that's inviting the wrath of God on your life. Or so it's in chapter 13 of Ezekiel. Uh, this kind of off the script just a little bit, but this was just on me so heavy when I got off the phone yesterday and I heard someone ask a question about what about the rapture? When is that taking place? I wanted to spell that. I ain't teaching nobody to fly away. Amen. Because I understand the subject of first Thessalonians, you got to read this, the subject and stick with the subject. Don't, don't add a subject, but, but pay attention to the subject in the first book of, uh, the first book of Thessalonians chapter four, verse 17. They always go to those verses 15 through, through 18, but they don't read the subject, which is up a little higher in verses one and two, I think it is. But here we go. Let's look at, uh, Ezekiel, the 13th chapter. I want to look at verse 20, <coughs> verse 20. <clears throat> here we go it says it says wherefore thus saith the Lord God behold I am against your pillows I'll tell you what that is in a minute wherewith it says ye there hunt the souls to make them fly and I will tear them from your arms and will let the souls go even the souls that ye hunt 
to make them fly, teaching them they're going to fly away. You hunt them down. You go to these, these people coming, and, and you're going to see this a lot more. There's a lot more of this teaching going on out there, teaching people that they're going to fly away. They're not. Look at what God said he's going to do. And when you see that word pillows there, what he's talking about, pillows <coughs> are like foundational stones. You know, you lay pillows out there, man. You know, you got pillows that hold up buildings. You got pillows that things rest on. So the teaching that we're doing is what people are going to rest their lives on, those pillows that they stand on, those pillows that hold their lives up, that they build on, you know. And God said, look, I'm going to hunt these souls down with the truth. That's what we're doing right now. We're getting this truth out there so that people, man, won't be, be, be taken away with this rapture stuff about they're going to fly away. And God going to deal with those people that teach his people to fly. He's telling you right there he's going to deal with them. He's he calling it a sin, and he hates it. And he hates it. You know, he tells you right there, Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against your pillars. That stuff that you're teaching, that you would teach during that time that people are going to fly away. Wherewith ye there hunt the souls to make them fly. You know, see, that's the enemy that sent this false teaching out here, man, hunting people down that's got itching ears, want to hear this stuff. You know, primarily you hear it a lot of time in the South at funerals. You know, we're going to be caught up, you know, and, and got, you hunt people's ears to hear that stuff, man. But see, our pillars are the, the teachings of the apostles and prophets where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, you know, you know. And he says right there, man, wherewith they hunt the, the souls to make them fly. Nobody flying nowhere. And notice he says souls. Now, that means after you have died. You know, that means, you know, that's what the Lord is, is, is concerned about. That's why he's saving souls now so that no soul perish by going after this false teaching that you're going to fly away one day. No, he's coming back here. The ones that have already left. OK, they didn't fly away. They went they went to the into paradise. OK, don't ask me where paradise is at. The, only the Lord know. But I know that they didn't take their physical body. They went in, they, their spirit went back to God to wait for the final judgment. And the good people that died saved, they went to the good side of the gulf. The, the people that were unfaithful, they're in the bad side of the gulf right now, wishing they could go back over and cross over, but they can't now. That gulf separates them until Jesus comes back and sit on that white throne judgment. So there ain't no flying away. But somebody going to come and hunt people and teach them that. And it's going on right now. Why? Because of that knowledge. People want to know. But we're teaching people the right way because God is against us teaching any other way. And so there it is right there. It kind of tells you right there, you know, hunt the souls to make them fly. And I will tear them from your arms. How God going to do it? What we doing right now? Because I know yesterday somebody asked me a question about the rapture. Now they're seeing they ain't flying nowhere. See how God is pulling them back? He See how he's snatching you back? You don't belong under that doctrine. You don't belong in that teaching. See, that's that, that's that 666 mark. If you believe that stuff, remember what's going to happen. You're going to be the one of the ones get deceived when they open up the sixth seal, the sixth vial, and the sixth trumpet sound. So you got to get your knowledge right now. You got to know the truth now and be set free by it. You got to make sure you're standing on the teachings of the apostles and the prophets where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. He coming back here. We ain't going uh, up in no air nowhere. 
We're going to be caught up. We're going to be in the spirit. That's what we're going to be caught up at in the spirit because he's a spirit. We can't see him unless we take off this corruption and put on incorruption. Take off this mortality, put on immortality. And so there it is right there. He's going to tear them from your arms, talking about Satan. And I will let the souls go, even the souls that ye hunt to make them fly. Amen. So there it is right there. Uh, be blessed by that. Amen. So let's go over here to the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 9. Uh, amen. When we looked at chapter 7, uh, Pastor Eric uh, began to teach us about our faith. Chapter 7 deals with our faith. And that word faith means here's what's going to happen if you do this. Here's what you're going to happen if you do that. So if you're faithful, you know God's going to reward you. If you're unfaithful, you know God's going to punish you and he's going to judge you. Okay, because he's chasing those whom he loves. Chapter 8, we see the judgments begin to happen. We see the trumpet of judgment is blown. We see what's going to take place. We're getting the knowledge now so we can prepare ourselves because it's going to get a lot worse. We have not yet had the sixth seal, the sixth vows, and the sixth trumpet blow yet. We're beginning to see it in part. Remember we talked about partly veiled? So we're seeing glimpses of what is to come. It's going to intensify because we still going to have to deal with 666, which is the number of man, you know. And there's going to come a time of rest after the 666, going to be the seven seal, the seven bow, and the seventh trump. That's going to be when we're going to see Jesus come back. And I don't know when that is. I just know it's going to happen after man. After man has had his chance to deceive people, trick people, lie to people, manipulate, exploit people. That's going on right now. But it's, you, it's being used right now to teach us, to show us the difference, to show us what's going to happen to the faithful to God and what's going to happen to the unfaithful. That's important that we know that, you know, the love of God has sent, will send Jesus Christ back to this earth in judgment of the faithful and of the unfaithful and to reward those who are faithful to him. Matter of fact, let me, before I go to chapter 9, let me show you this in Revelation so you will understand. Uh, let's go to Revelation 22 real quick. Look at just a couple of verses, then we're going to go back to 9. I got to show you this. Like I say, man, I got just so much going on up here in my spirit that I need to show you so we can be prepared. Because this is all about the love of God. You know, the love of God tells us, teaches us through this revelation uh, that God is going to send Jesus back. Now, remember... Jesus came one time before to reconcile man, <clears throat> okay, to save man, and he did. Right now, he's an advocate at the right hand of the Father, high priest, intercessor, forever living to make intercession for us, the ones that, that God gave to him while he was here and have given to him since. There's a lot of people been saved. A lot of people got saved when he was on earth. Yeah, a lot of people got saved before he came, but there was a lot of unfaithful people too. So you're going to have them in every generation, okay? But the way this thing ends, man, is the way it started. Jesus Christ, God going to send him back to this earth in judgment first. And he's going to judge the unfaithful, not the faithful. And he's going to reward those of us who are faithful all the way to the end. Let's look at Revelation 22, chapter 22, verse 7, real quick. It says, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the book of, I said, of, of the prophecy of this book. 
<coughs> he's saying it right there. The faithful. He's talking to the faithful. And he's talking to the unfaithful right there. He's saying only going to be blessed. What's going to happen to the unfaithful? They're not going to be blessed because he ain't no man that he should lie. Now drop down to verse 12, you know, 11 and 12. Let's read that there. He says, and he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. 12, he says, and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to as his work shall be. 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There it is, the first and the last. You know, now drop down to verse 20 and we'll go back to chapter 9. I just, I just, I just this was so, um, this was so burning in my spirit. I just had to, <coughs> had to go here. Now, notice in these verses I just read, 7, 12, 13, and now I'm going to read 20. Nowhere in there will you see anything about no flying away. He said, I'm coming quickly. Where is he? Well, if we going somewhere, why is he coming? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we meet him up there? No, that's the false Christ. That's the Antichrist. You know, that, that's, 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 the, that's the number of man taking place. That's the mark that's going to be in people's mind because that doctrine is being taught right now and you've got that in your mind. That's ingrained in bed in your mind. That's why you got to renew your mind with the word of God. Get that false teaching out of there. You ain't going nowhere. He's coming here. And he said, I come quickly. You know, in the hereafter. So look at verse, uh, look at verse, um, look at verse 16. He says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things where in the churches, plural. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. Okay. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Now, I ain't being caught up nowhere. And let him that hear it say, come. And let him that a thirst say, come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. 18, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, your fly away rapture doctrine. God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. 19, and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Look at, look at verse 20. He which testifies these things saith, surely I come quickly, amen, even so, Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. He ain't, we ain't going nowhere. He's coming here. He reiterates this throughout all these verses I just read. He's coming here. Don't add no more doctrine in here. Don't put your tradition in here. Don't put your philosophy in here. He called these plagues in this book, and there are a lot of them. They're going to happen in the next dispensation. Some of them are happening now. Because people are being unfaithful to what God has said. Now let's go back over here to chapter 9. Amen. And, and kind of check this out. You know, Pastor Phoebe got us started yesterday in chapter 8. But I want you to understand this as this is the love of God to let us know ahead of time 
what to what to expect. Amen. That way we can make better choices. So let's take a look here, man, at what's taking place in chapter 9. Amen. It says in chapter 9 of Revelation, it says, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Sound like some judgment lining up here to me. You know, I don't know about y'all. But, you know, when you look at chapter 7, verse 1, it talked about there are two visions in that, that chapter. You had the 144 servants of God and you had the normal multitude that's now in heaven. And then you had the four angels that seemed to be like God's divine agents associated with the judgment. You had the four winds that represented destructive forces from every direction. So you see it, it's beginning to happen right now. You know, then Brother Phoebe taught us in, 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 uh, in, uh, in chapter 8, when you looked at chapter 8, it started out by letting us know about the seventh seal on the scroll that he had. Okay? It was open, finally allowing it to unroll or to be unveiled only in part. There was silence in heaven. Remember we talked about that for about a half an hour. And it seemed to mark a brief but significant break between the unsealing of the scroll and the trumpet of judgment that sounded. Once it sounded, it could not stop. That was a trumpet of judgment. Okay, so this silence was broken after 30 minutes and only by a heavenly offering of prayers. Remember the incense, the prayers of the saints? That's what broke the silence. That's what broke it right there. That's what caused that pause. It gave God a chance, man, to look at some of those prayers you know why? Because judgment is falling. The trumpet has sounded. So some people are being judged. Who? The unfaithful. But he had to take that vow and look at those prayers of the saints <coughs> to make sure that the faithful didn't get touched by that judgment and the unfaithful got judged by that judgment. You know, that's what took place, uh, you know, in chapter eight, you know, and the offering was those prayers that was in that vow. OK, it is um, uh, it was an eerie silence because. Judgment is falling and nobody knew what was happening. Only the faithful. Why? Wow, we had looked at the letter. We had read the revelation. We had prepared ourselves. So we know what was happening. We know what's taking place. You know, even those that are gone before us, they didn't freak out because they know. They're already there in the presence of God. They know. You know, there ain't nothing they can do about it. But they have prayers that have already been sent up from generations back. So those prayers are being opened, you know. And probably some people that they pray for, people we praying for, probably their names are, 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 are in that book too because our prayers caused them to get saved. You know, we don't know, but that, that's what caused that silence and that break in heaven right there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of an eerie silence. It wasn't just like everything shit on the stuff. It was eerie because there was so much going on. Judgment was falling, you know. And then, boom, after the 30-minute wait was up, the prayers were looked at, they were heard, they were brought before God. Guess what happened? The storm broke out again and it began to prepare people for the coming judgment. They were being judged right there. But also think about the all of the people who got to witness that. Remember the man in the Gulf who wanted to get back a message to his brother, his family and let them know, man, you don't want to come to this place right here. Well, see, that's warring in the spirit. That's why we say we don't war against flesh and blood. You got to get in the spirit to see these things here. You got to discern these by the spirit because if people could see them naturally before they see them, they would make a different decision. 
But this is going to come on them suddenly. So let's go back to chapter 9 now, which is where we're at right now. I just wanted to paint this picture so you can see this transition before we get there. Chapter 9 of Revelation. I got just a few minutes to hit you with this. Uh, I'll go into more detail tomorrow, but I just had to make the connection so we can see you know, how we, how we got to where we're at. Because we're right in the thick of judgment right now. So now here's another trumpet, which is basically the same trumpet. It's just being extended. That's sounding, okay? And this right here is going to be the release of the locust army and the scorpions. Now, this terminology you've got to understand because you've got to understand who God is right here primarily talking to right now. He's talking to us, but remember, he's talking to the Jews first, his chosen people. Remember, only 144,000 are going to come out of Israel. That's going to be from the uh, 12,000 from each tribe. That's not a lot when you think about it. So he's trying to speak to the tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands, and he's trying to speak to us to our present day situation. But it started all the way back there to try to give them a, a, a partly of knowledge of what's going to take place hereafter. And the hereafter started back then when this was first revealed to John on the Isle of Patmos. So we're in the hereafter. We just need to know, according to the scripture, where we feel like we are right now. And I pray and hope I'm accurate because I believe because of the knowledge that is being sought, the knowledge that is being revealed, the knowledge that's being given to us, that we will not perish because of that knowledge. We're receiving that knowledge. Now, the unfaithful, okay, they ain't got time to hear no knowledge. They ain't got time for the word. We know what's going to happen to them. We're getting ready to see right now some more what's going to happen to them. God's going to release that locust army, and he's going to release those scorpions. Those are all symbolic because if you think about it, the Jewish people, they went through being attacked by locusts. Remember how God used those plagues and those insects? Remember he talked about the plagues in the book, going to come on them, that teaches people to fly away? Well, they, when you start reading, just imagine this, when they start reading uh, and see the word locusts in there, they remember what happened with the devastation of the locusts. It's going to be like that again for the unjust. And then the scorpions, they got a tail and they sting and people die. They dealt with that in their history. And here God is using the same language to kind of relate to them. You knew what happened before. You knew what happened when you was under Pharaoh's rule. You knew what happened to your crops. You knew what happened when famine hit the land, when Joseph was down there in Egypt and the people came because the famine was so great. You know this. And so he uses this language because he's trying to reach those other Jews out there that do not have accepted Jesus Christ yet. And he's trying to reach the Gentiles who have been engrafted in because we now have the gospel presented to us. So now it's the same for the Jews, the Greeks, and the Gentiles, the barbarians, whosoever will. But he's using some historical images here so that people can remember, do a little, do a little research and say, I remember what happened, man, to God's people Israel back then. Wow, we got the Bible record. You go all the way back to the New Testament, you will see this right on up to where we're at right now. But if you go to Revelation, you get to see it all anyway. You can go to Daniel 9 and read. You can go to Ezekiel and read. It's all right there. You got these prophets who have prophesied this because they were trying to use what was already foretold to be able to help the people to see and prepare for what is to come hereafter. All those prophets. Well, we don't need no new prophet coming. They need to go back and remind people of what has already been said about what's to happen thereafter or hereafter. So let's get in here in nine and see and kind of see how this thing unfolds. Verse one uh, of chapter nine, it says, 
And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the keys of the bottomless pit. So what the world is that talking about? That star that fell to the earth, it could be a demon, okay? It could be Satan himself, okay? Or it could be an angel serving God. We don't know. But the bottomless pit, we do know, okay? We do know. It's like um, some people going to be like they're in jail. You know, remember now what, what, what the scripture taught us. It said that there are going to be many that's going to be put in jail. Some people are going to feel like they're in jail. That bottomless pit, they're going to hit rock bottom. Okay, they're going to want mountains to follow them. They're going to want to die. Why? Because of the judgments of the unfaithful. You know, and they, 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 they ain't going to know whether it's Satan attacking them. They ain't going to know whether it's God attacking them. They ain't going to know what, why. They don't have the knowledge that you have right now to know. See, you know right now that that's going to be the, the judgment of God. You know, and he's not the author of confusion. That's why he's telling us now. You know, they're going to, people going to be hollering like, man, that, people do it now. Man, that demon, man, that Satan, man, he on, he passed, he, he attacked me again. You better stop saying that. Better stop saying that, okay? Better stop saying that. You know, better stop saying that. Okay, well now when you look at verse 2, he says, you know, and he doesn't really name what this star is right now, but we know that in this particular uh, uh, dispensation in chapter 9, we just came out of 8 when the judgment started, so the judgment is continuing because the trumpet is still sounding. And the unfaithful is confused right now. But the faithful just going to continue to be faithful because we know we already got prior knowledge that this is what's going to happen. So I don't, I don't really care about what, who, which, what, what I know or what they know about that star. All I know is I'm going to be faithful to the end. You know, whether he's a demon, whether it's the hand of God, we're safe. We ran to the name of the Lord well before this. And we are safe. So if a star fall and it appear like a demon, to God be the glory. Let God use whatever he want to use, the foolishness of man, the confinement, whatever God want to use. It's up to God. I don't tell him how to judge people, how to punish people. <coughs> I don't judge. I just try to get informed myself so when these things begin to happen, happen hereafter, I know what time it is. Why? I've read it, studied it. I understand it. I'm not going to be confused because confusion don't come from God. But there will be some that will be confused, just like people are confused about the rapture doctrine. You got to know the truth and let the truth make you free. Or you'll be freaking out when all these things begin to happen suddenly. Well, let's go a little further. Verse 2, he says, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, and the smoke of the great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by the reason of the smoke of the pit. So the bottom is pit. That, that abyss is open and there's thick smoke coming out of it. It arises. The smoke darkens the sun in the sky. Think about that. There's going to be darkness all of a sudden that come up out of a black pit, a black hole in the earth. <clears throat> I was reading some archaeology reports the other day, man, and do you realize all the black holes that they done spotted in the earth right now? Some on the moon, some all over the place. There's been about four or five sightings here, here recently. They can't figure out. They ain't got no answer. I believe we're moving toward the hereafter. Things that the scripture has talked about that's going to happen hereafter. All the way back in John's day when this was written. We're seeing signs of it right now in the earth's surface. 
We're seeing signs of it right now in different stars and different places. The moon is a star, the sun is a star, the sky. We're seeing these things. We're hearing about these things. But we're reading about them too in the scripture. So let's go a little further here. Amen. That pit is going to be opened. Four and three, he says, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. So again, remember this language now. This is familiar language. You know, what the locusts can do, they're coming up out of the abyss. Uh, they are sent to inflict unbearable punishment, just like they did back then to teach them. You got to put your trust in God, not in man, because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh out of the mouth of God. God used these same uh, uh, locusts and, and scorpions back then to try to get the people, okay, to obey him, to be faithful to him. And the ones who didn't, Pharaoh and all of his followers, they were punished by God. They were unfaithful. They put man before God. That is going to happen again. God is going to use these same locals, just like we see right here, because that's what they're familiar with. And he may use some other things too, plagues and all of that. And he says, you know, that was to punish them because they were given scorpion-like power. You know, a tail that stings, poisons quick. You die like that. Won't be no time to get it right. Now is the time, he's saying. Uh, then he goes on in verse 4, he says, and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only, listen to this now, those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. You don't have the knowledge of God. Your thoughts are not in agreement with his thoughts. You haven't let the mind of Christ be also in you. You haven't renewed your mind from the things of, of, of the world into the things of God. You, have, you just haven't done that. You still got a double mind. You're still, you know, thinking about the world, trying to, trying to satisfy your lust for pleasures and, and all of that. And he's saying, look, if you don't have this in your mind, if you ha your mind have been renewed with this, your thoughts haven't been lined up with my will, then these things are going to happen to those people, unfaithful. Now is the time right now that we learn this. Now is the time where we should crave and hunger and thirst for more of his knowledge, more about him. Now is the time. We don't get no tomorrow. This is it now. Tomorrow could be the hereafter, full blown, you know. And so look at what look at what he said. This is going to happen to him. he said, look, I'm not going to touch the grass. I'm not going to touch the trees because they haven't done anything against me. I'm going to deal with those unfaithful people that say, Lord, Lord, but don't know me. Those hypocrites, those apostates, those heretics. I want to deal with them. Those Illuminati folk, those traditional folks, those people who have been unfaithful. That's going to come out of that forest thousand and two hundred different beliefs out there about jesus christ those are the ones i'm going to deal with because they don't have the knowledge of god embedded in their mind so they're still thinking worldly they're still trying to please man they ain't serving me they're trying to serve god and mammon and you can't do it you can only serve one god five he says and to them it was given that they should not kill them but that they should be tormented five months and the torment was as the torment of a scorpion sting by when he striketh a man. So he said they are not to be killed, only tormented. Why, Lord? He wants other people to see this example of his judgment. 
He wants people to see that those who have been faithful are, are protected. The grass is not going to be burned where they live. The trees, you know, they're going to be protected. So let's look at, 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 at verse 6. He says, <coughs> And in those days shall men seek death. Woo, going to be that bad, that torment. And shall not find it. God going to keep them alive so they can feel the full brunt of his punishment. And shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Won't even be able to die, y'all. That's going to be the result when, it, when this thing really happens. People are to be so weary of torture that they desire to die. That's what's going to happen. Now is the time that we need to put our trust in him so that we can live and not die, so we can tell others, you know, about the works of God. Verse 7, he says, and the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. So the locusts have a, a, a horrifying appearance and power, like war horses ready to attack. They have gold crowns, uh, you know, be, meaning they're successful in war. They're going to they're gonna accomplish whatever it is God sent them to accomplish. And they have like men like faces, meaning that they are very intelligent about what God has got them doing. Now, people are dying, but it doesn't matter. They know that it's best for me. Remember, he told Saul and them, you go in and destroy all those idols, destroy everything in that land. Totally. And Achan them bought some of it back and hid it under camp and end up his whole family died. But Joshua said, that's for me and my house. We're going to serve God. See, it can't be no, no two masters. These people are very wise and intelligent. That's what God is trying to let them see, that this is my judgment. This is what I'm doing. There's nothing ignorant about this. The only ignorant thing about this is you, you, did, you, did, you denied me when you should have accepted me. And so when God begins to judge, you got to understand that's the intelligence of God. Man is confused by that. Not if you are known, if you aware, if you may, <coughs> if you learn about it ahead of time. Now is the time. Now is the time. God is saying this is one of the smartest things that can be done to try to teach man that you can't can just keep on sinning and think you're going to be blessed. I'm going to punish the unfaithful and reward the faithful. Okay, let me finish verse 7 and then we're going to end right there. Okay, and he says, crowns like gold and their faces were as faces of men and they had hair as hair of women and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And so it's talking about it, you know, this is a beautiful thing when, it, when we know that it's God's will. And so he even describes it like a woman with beautiful hair. Okay? It's, it's so beautiful, it almost, man, just, you know, it, it makes a person who's being punished say, my God, man, is this God? You know, <laughs> you got to ask that question. Is this God or is this the devil? It brings you to that place where you look at it and say, Nah, this is just too good right here. You know, I deserve this. I, I bought this on myself. And hopefully at that time, some people will repent. I don't know. Some people might be hard-hearted and say, nope, I'm not going to change. You know, but it's hard to look at this torment, man, and say that it's beautiful. But if you sitting over there, man, in your green, standing in your green lawn, your trees are still, all this torment going on, locusts biting people, you know, Scorpions stinging people, people dying all around, people begging to die but can't die. They dead but they're not dying. Ain't that something? 
you're going to see that as the beauty of God. You know, you're going to see that as just God's word being fulfilled. That's the beauty of it. He said it's going to be like you're going to look at these, 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 these angels that God has released to carry out these judgments. And you're going to be like probably rejoicing. But at the same time, your heart is going to be heavy because you're going to some of your family members might be caught up in that. And ain't nothing you can do about it. And so it's, it's like bittersweet. Because you're finally seeing the word of God being unveiled. It's tough, man. You know, that's why we got to do the work now. That's why we got to do the work now. Okay? That's why we got to do the work now. They had lion's teeth. That means that they were ready to devour anything. Uh, they had on breath plates. Okay? Judgment is taking place. And God is, I mean, he is, he is punishing the unfaithful and he's rewarding the faithful. He's not touching anything that have not rejected him. He said, let the grass continue to be green. It didn't sin against me. Let the trees continue to grow and blossom. They didn't sin against me. But these are unfaithful saints. These not saints, but these unfaithful people. They've been unfaithful. They're going to feel the brother of my punishment. It's going to be like locusts and scorpions stinging them. But they're not going to be able to die. They're going to feel the full effect of this punishment. But see, that's the love of the Father that we're talking about that will get us through the difficulties of this present time, you know, and take us to our destiny. Okay? That, that's, that's the love of the Father right there. That's the love of God that connects us to our present, connects our present difficulties to our eternal destiny. We're looking at it right there in chapter 9. We saw it begin in 7, 8, and 9. 6 even talked about it. Now we're over in chapter 9. And we're beginning to see, man, the full thrust of that trumpet of judgment that was blown. We're seeing what was in that sixth seal, that fifth seal, moving toward that sixth seal, and more is coming. We're seeing what happened when that, when that, when that, uh, those vows of prayers were given to God, and there were people spared because they had prayers in that vow. They were the prayers of the saints. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and end right there. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We just thank you this morning, Father God, for your word. We thank you for revealing things to us. We thank you that we see this as the love of God that connects our present difficulties, our present struggles, our present confusion and frustration to our eternal destiny. Because we know, God, only those who have been unfaithful shall be punished by you and only those who have been faithful, Lord God, will not have a hair on their head harmed. So, Father, we're just praying for our listeners out there today that they would take away from this message that right now the only way we're surviving and holding on is because of the love of God that's keeping us right now as he continues to connect us to our present, to connect us through our present difficulties and struggles and trials and tribulations to our eternal destiny, that we may end up or we may join in with the heavenly host that will bow before you and worship you in the beauty of holiness, crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and who is to come again. So, Father, we thank you for allowing us to see the fate and the destiny of the unfaithful. And we're thanking and praising you this morning that through the love of God, you have opened our eyes and allowed us to see the reward of those who are faithful. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that our prayers are not going unanswered. They're in the senses right now that are waiting to be handed to you. 
when the, when the, when the full uh, uh, blast of that trumpet is blown and the full uh, uh, release of that judgment and torment, that locust army, Lord God, is going to be like horsemen, Lord God, going out to battle, treading upon. And, and when you hear the cries and the woes of those, Lord God, who have rejected and denied you being punished and tormented by the sting of the, the scorpion tail, and they're going to want to die, beg and plead to die, but they will not be able to die. They'll be living, but they'll be dead to the things of God and they will feel the full brunt of the punishment of God. And on the other hand, Father, those of us, Lord God, who have been faithful to the end, those of us who have been faithful through trials and tribulation, those of us who have put our confidence and trust in you, we will see the love of God connect our present difficulties to our future eternal destiny. So we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Thank you, Father God, for opening our eyes. Thank you for revealing, uh, unveiling and revealing us in part. We don't know all, but we know in part enough that we can make an intelligent decision today that we're going to live our lives in light of eternity because we see eternity. It will bring judgment for the unfaithful and reward for those who are faithful until the end. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly, as you said in your word, and rescue your people, Lord God, that we may be able to spend eternity with you, worshiping you with majestic worship that you desire around your throne with the 24 elders, with the 144,000 that have come out the tribes of, of, of Judah and out of the, out of the people of the tribes of Israel and the tens and tens of thousands, the four living creatures and the beasts that are around your throne that bow before you. Father, we look forward, Lord God, to that day, Lord, when we will be able to stand before you, God, and just worship in the brightness and the beauty of your glory. We give you the praise now. We give you the glory now for just revealing and showing it to us, God, ahead of time that we can go forth now and make intelligent decisions about our eternal future and we can help others to see the light because, Lord, you are revealing it to us right now as we move through this dispensation of the fifth seal, the fifth bow, and the fifth trump. Lord, we thank you today that we're able now to make intelligent decisions and we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. Now, we pray for others who have rejected you, that the day will be a day of salvation unto the Lord for them, that they'll turn back to you, God, and come back to you for salvation in this hour. And we give you the praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.